Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to a new edition of Calvary Live, coming to you live from the studios here at Grace FM in Colorado, in Aurora, Colorado, a ministry outreach of Calvary here. I'm grateful to provide it to you. Welcome across the country, even around the world, online at gracefm.com, gracefm.com. Download the app. Better yet, download both our apps, Grace FM. As Make sure you get the Colorado one. There's a lot of, there, there were a lot of phonies out there. I don't know if they clean them up yet, but get the Grace FM Colorado app. You can also put my name in your search bar, your search engine for your app store. That'll pop up our church app, which connects you to all the ministries, all the podcasts, everything we're doing here media-wise, church-wise, radio-wise, YouTube-wise, all of it is condensed into one place at the Calvary Church app. Put my name, Ed Taylor, in your search bar of your app store, and it'll pop up right away. I just did that recently, and it even populated it when I put my name. It said Calvary Church, Ed Taylor, so right away. I uh, would love to stay in touch with you. Turn on notifications. I sent out something encouraging six days a week, every morning, 8 a.m. Mountain Time. Uh, an encouraging thing, whatever was on my heart at the moment. Um, today, what was today's? Uh, let me see. I read it this morning, but now let me see what it was. I'm going to look it up here on my app. And while I'm looking it up, give me a call. 303-690-3000 is the number. 303-690-3000. Here's today's encouragement that went out. Sometimes we, what we read in the Bible is hard to hear, hard to receive, and hard to obey. But God meets us in those places that are difficult. And there you go. Uh, I'm, maybe you read something today that was hard to hear. Maybe it was hard to read. Maybe it was hard. You haven't even obeyed it yet. But God meets you in the place of difficulty so you can do what God has called you, what he's told you, what he's commanded you to do in him. <clears throat> Give me a call, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. It would be uh, wise if I opened up my call uh, program uh, so I can be in communication with who's calling. So let me sh- make sure here we go. We're all together. Uh, give me a call, 303-690-3000. I see we have listeners in London and Nairobi today. Welcome, you guys. want to give a shout-out to uh, these countries. Uh, we have different countries all the time listening in, so shout-out Nairobi and shout-out London. I was just talking about London last night. Uh, we have Pastor Bob Claycamp and his wife Jeannie on our team here. They were missionaries in Exeter for many, many years, and I was talking to uh, someone about London. I'd gone there. I've been there a few times on layovers uh, to see what you know to to see the city in a day or two. Um, but but what I really liked about Lin, uh, England was visiting the clay camps in Exeter. Just a quaint, t- 
town and uh, a neat place. I was just talking to Bob about that last night. Great memories of Exeter. Uh, God used Exeter. He used quite a bit of ministry and people around the world to really minister and comfort our family in a, in some of the early years of crisis and grief um, after our son passed away. May <clears throat> is the 10-year mark. So we just hit May, uh, the 10-year mark. And um, sometimes it feels like it's yesterday. Sometimes it feels like it's 10 years. Um, but the Lord has been gracious. We talked a little bit about grief yesterday and challenges. I got a lot of feedback via email. Uh, and I even, looking at some emails today, um, you know, pray for us was is one of the emails from someone, a distressed marriage. Another one, prayer request um, under um, a great lawsuit. These are emails, not just to the text line. Uh, we do have a text line, 720-336-0897. Um, here's another email it just came in today. Um, back, I'm a backslider and I do drugs. Um, here's another one. I'm discouraged and... Uh, and even this one says, discouraged, I know your time is very busy to read all emails. Um, actually, it's not. You'd be surprised how faithful God is with my schedule that I read every email. And I respond to almost every email. Uh, and I just would say in a large, dynamic ministry uh, that we're a part of here, I'm never busy. Neither am I never too busy. This is the language I like to use. And maybe it'll help with your pastor. As you minister with your pastor, your elders, your leadership, like you want to talk to them, but then you say, I know you're too busy. Or you want to send them a note and you say, I know you're too busy. Let me, I've been trying to redefine the language for our church that will help everyone uh, in understanding the ministry here. And that is, I'm not busy, I'm not too busy. My life is full. You're right. I have a full life and a tight schedule and an attitude of wanting to do more for the kingdom and not less. That equates to a very full life, full schedule. As a husband, as a dad, as a pastor, as a friend, as a pastor to pastors, um, yes, I have a full. But when you say to your pastor... I know you're busy. Here's what you're saying. You are making the decision for your pastor of whether he could serve you or not. Don't do that. Go ahead and send the email. Go ahead and make the phone call. And here's how it works here. I read every email. I pray over them. I answer them. And I would say, I can't say that I answer every single email because I don't. However, Every single email gets an answer. There are 15 pastors here on my team, and they help me. I may not be able to answer it, but I'll send it off to one of the admin help here and ask, can you give this to the next pastor that's available so they can respond on my behalf? And we're a team. There, there, that is true. There may not be, I may not have the ability to respond to the email in this moment, but I have a team, 15, 16 of us. I'd have to count again that, and besides all the lay leaders and men and women that serve in the church, we have plenty of help here to minister to you, whether you come to our church or not. But I do know this, if you don't come to our church, 
We're going to point you to a local church. That's the, we are not the source of your help. Your local congregation is, your local pastor. And we'll just get you there. It uh, doesn't mean you can't reach out to us. We'll just get you there. Recently, a guy emailed me uh, and uh, had a, said he was watching some YouTube videos and had a question. Uh, and I answered the question. And then I said at the end, hey, you know, stop watching all the YouTube videos. It just confuses you. And then his response was something like, well, you know, I, it doesn't always confuse me. I watch these good teachers, and there's some reputable teachers. He, but the reason he emailed me is he watched a YouTube video, and it confused him. And, and so he responded back to that one. He said, um, I disagree with you. And then my final word was, you can disagree with me. A lot of people do. Like, I'm not going to argue over email. You, you email me. I answered it. Just take it to the Lord. You don't have to agree with me. Um, but I am a voice. You, you so re, re, <laughs> remember that uh, if you get an answer you don't like, you you're the one that emailed me, and I believe I'm not taking their emails lightly. I believe that God is going to use me, and I may say something you don't like, or like uh, in the notification that was sent out today. You may receive a response that's hard or difficult, but that's rare. Uh, but I will tell you the truth. If uh, the Lord's leading me to say something, I'm going to say it. Uh, you don't have to agree with me. I'm not asking you to agree with me. Um, but I am asking you to do what the Bible says. Test all things. Hold fast to what is good. Including that. So be careful to use the language, you're too busy, you're busy. Stop it. I'm full and God put me on the planet to minister the gospel, to serve you, to live in a way that my, the, the rhythms of my life are in a way where I can be the most useful. And that includes when I can't answer, I'm going to involve some of the men and women. Like last night, we have a new thing in our church when someone responds to the invitation, instead of having them come up front, We've got a team of pastors and men and women on our prayer team that are going to go to them. And last night there was a sister uh, up front, uh, second row, faithful sister, faithful family in our church for many, many, many years, part of our prayer team, faithful woman uh, serving the Lord in our church. And there was a woman to my left that responded, but nobody went over to her. And I was looking at her. I didn't want to call her out, but then she made eye contact with me and I said, yes, please go over there. And I said it out loud like, like that's. She's a part of our team, and her ministering to someone is not is the same as me because we is the we we have a principle here in our church. We is the language of ministry. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand phone lines filled up. We're going to head to Thornton Malachi's on line one. Welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Ed. Hey, bro. I'm I just really want to give you a thanks for all that you do, all, all your teachings. It's such an encouragement. Uh, you're welcome, Malachi. Um, I'm reading your note that the producer put on, and you you lost a child yesterday, huh? Yeah. I'm sorry. It's a very difficult, difficult, hard thing to endure. Well, I thank you. Uh, Father, I pray for Malachi. It's almost like uh, we 
don't have words sometimes to describe the kind of pain and grief that we experience with loss and death. But not not only that, but also um, the loss of a child. And so I pray for Malachi, I pray for mom, um, just even what's happening in her body right now, what's happening in her mind. Lord, you're calling Malachi and his girlfriend to a place of surrender to you. You're taking them from one level of living life to another level. And you're going to use this loss and grief as a part of their story. And I pray, God, that not only would you comfort them, you're the God of all comfort, but also, God, that you would draw them to yourself with cords of love and they would respond. They would leave sin behind and step into a deeper walk with you, uh, one that will only bear much fruit for the kingdom. And so encourage them and strengthen them today and help them, God, face especially this first few days and months with a supernatural strength. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, Thank email you, me. Email me. Yeah. And, and let me send you some stuff that I've collected over the years that I think will help you. Please. All right. Thank and you, Ed. Can I, can I talk to you a little bit about your relationship? Yeah, of course. You know, I, I think God is going to use this situation, as painful as it is, to have both of you guys get your eyes stri- strictly on the Lord. You know, not everybody experiences pain like this. Yeah. And and because you're experiencing this pain, in order for it to really be used in your life, like in order for it to really come through your life, you and your girlfriend, you gotta you gotta get right with the Lord. All right. I, all right. And so I thank you for that. I'm gonna drop those seeds in because right now you're like you're in shock. You're in pain, but those seeds, I know, you know, when you plant a seed, you don't get a harvest right away. And I know as things clear up and healing comes, you know, even as you're representing your, this family right now and you're taking the lead, there's more of this in your life. I just feel like that's a word from the Lord. There's more of this leadership that's going to come from your life and you're going to be able to rise to the occasion, Malachi. God is so good. Thank you so much, Ed. You're welcome, brother. Email me so I can send you some stuff, okay? Uh, yep, sounds and good. Include your, include your mailing address for me and your full name so I can All right. drop something in the mail for you, too. I can do that. Okay, thank you. All right. Oh, boy. 303-690-3000. Um, Severance Colorado's next. Uh, we're going to turn the corner a little bit. Karina, welcome to the program. Hi. Hey, you got good news. Yes. Um, Tell us. I wanted to call and give a praise report. Yes. I called a few weeks ago asking for prayer. Um, I'm a breast cancer survivor almost yeah. five years now, and okay. um, they found a mass. I had to go in for further um, testing, and um, they showed that it was benign. Mm, that's so good. I just want to thank you and everyone and all the listeners for all of your support and prayers. It means a lot to me. 
you know, Karina, there's other people listening that have a similar story in terms of cancer and repetitive doctor visits and mammograms and masses being found. Do you have a word for them? Do you have anything to share with them that from your own personal experience uh, that could encourage them or strengthen them for the next appointment or the next while they're waiting for the results? Uh, Absolutely. Um, I, you know, at the very beginning of my journey when I was diagnosed, I surrendered it to God completely. And um, I, you know, I told myself that it was all in his hands and that I was in good hands. And as tough as it is, I mean, you're going to be scared. It is very scary. But that doesn't mean that you have a lack of faith in our Lord just because you're having those emotions. They're very real, and he knows how we feel, but just to give it all to God and let him take care of you and turn to him, keep your eyes on him. Um, Call in for prayers, for support, and and, uh, definitely try to uh, find a connection, like a a support group of others that have been in very similar situations. I, I, it, you, as you were talking, it reminded me of a sister that was, uh, their family's a part of our church many years ago. Uh, she was diagnosed with very aggressive stage four, I believe, breast cancer. Uh, it was the first real, um, in that season of our church, it was the first real demonstrative, like a leader, uh, someone of very much a part of our church. And we were ministering to her and learning. And she introduced a phrase to me. It wasn't hers alone, but she introduced it to me that I won't forget. And the, one of the expressions that she used to describe her giving it over to the Lord was instead of asking the question, why me? She began to ask the question, why not me? And that was her way of saying, I, I, my life is in the Lord's hands. There's nothing that in my life that would have me skip this or this kind of pain. And it really did. She she beat it. Uh, they did surgery and chemo, and she beat it. She started uh, a cancer ministry here along with her husband for many years. They've since moved on to other churches. But um, I, I like that, that word surrender. It's something that's been resonating around our church lately. Surrender, surrender, surrender. And I appreciate you sharing that. Yes. um, I, you know, when I was diagnosed, not once did I question why me or was I angry with God at all. But I, I did ask, okay, this is my reality. This is what you have planned for me. What do you want me to learn from this? Yes. And um, it's been an incredible journey. I wouldn't change it. As, As scary as it was, I wouldn't change it because it's, um, has changed my outlook and it has definitely brought me closer to him. Yes. Good. Well, Father, we pray in celebration of this result of these tests. Um, we know, God, that not only it doesn't always turn out that way. And so as much as we plead with you uh, beforehand, we want to praise you afterwards. And I thank you for the testimony through my sister. I pray, God, that you would use Karina and with the encouraging gift that she has to walk alongside other women who are facing similar diagnoses and challenges in their broken bodies, to be able to walk alongside of them, encourage them, pray for them, and be used as a tool to draw people to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much.
Thank you for calling back. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. 303-690-3000. Here's a text that came in, Colorado-specific. I moved to Pueblo, which is a town in South Colorado, in February. Continue to watch and listen. Thank you. Love to serve you that way. But there's no recommended church in Pueblo. Um, There was a brother doing a work down in Pueblo. Uh, I don't remember. He didn't call his church Calvary Chapel. Uh, He called his church something else. He has since moved on, but there was another pastor that came in to take the church. I'm going to have to do a little bit of research to find out if that church is still going on. Uh, and that's probably why it's not on the list, on our list of recommended churches down there. So I did get your text, and I'm going to have to look it up because I don't know. Uh, the brother, it's been a couple years uh, since the brother was there, and he handed over to someone else. So I'm not even sure if it's still going. Uh, let me just check here in my personal contacts and see... Okay, no, there's not even anything in my contacts. So I'll have to do some research for you. Uh, but I will. 303-690-3000. You're listening to Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor, pastor here at Calvary Church and Aurora website, calvaryco.church. Calvaryco.church. Download the app. That's the best way to connect with us. I was just looking at the app today because last night's Bible study was so good. I am loving Wednesday nights. Not not only not only is Wednesday nights growing again because you know we had a, a large gathering on Wednesday nights and then I felt convicted to start praying together and it emptied out the church and then COVID happened and people didn't want to pray together. People left, but it is. The winds are changing, and people are coming back. It was a full house last night for a midweek Bible study. Full house. We're studying Genesis. It's so good. Man, it's so good. Last night was about Jacob's ladder and the grace of God and the phrase. And, and I never know how my notes are going to come out. I never know how it's going to be delivered. I, I know that I studied it. I know I even have started a new habit of reviewing my notes very carefully before service, which I typically didn't do previously. I would review them during the week, but then I'd deliver them because I'm going to, but I've been looking at them and praying over them a little more right before service. Great, great, great. So I was looking at it yesterday and I even changed the title of the message because of this, because the phrase that the Lord keep, kept bringing back in our Bible study in Genesis 28 was the Lord is in this place. The Lord is in this place. I felt like the, the whole study turned on, um, turned on the hinge there where Jacob declared. And a lot of people believe that Jacob didn't have a real relationship with God until Genesis 28. And I can see their biblical evidence for that, uh, that that was the moment in Bethel, the house of God. That's another thing, the house of God, like our building, it's the house of God. The Lord is in this place. And I didn't even know it, Jacob said. And how many times do you walk through in and out of your church uh, you know, critical spirit. I don't like the music. They didn't pray right. I don't like the Bible version or whatever. And you don't, you, you're just like, no, the Lord is in this place. I didn't know it. You, you, anyway, it was good. It was hard. 
actually. I think it was convicting. But so be it. The Lord's stirring up the exhortation gift in my life again. And this is these we need a we need these are the days. We we need the we need prophets. We need John the Baptist. We need Old Testament prophets in the New Covenant speaking forth the word of God with boldness. We need more Tozers. I've been reading Tozer a lot. We need more Vance Habners. We we need more um what's that brother? Um uh what is his name, man? He is heavy duty. I'm I'm looking up at my shelf here. Uh, he talks about revival a lot, but he's strong voice. Uh, Ravenhill, Ravenhill, uh, Leonard Ravenhill. It's just like, this is the way it is. And let's do it. Let's be used to the Lord. All right. Let's see. We got open lines. Grab them while you can. 303-690-3000. We're going to head over to Memphis, Tennessee. Kina, welcome to the program. Hey, Keena, are you on the air with us? It, you might have left. I know some of these calls go a little bit longer, and it's hard to hang on. That's all right. She had a question about the difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament. Believes in Jesus, but has a lot of guilt. Huh. Well, here's the thing. I want you to pray for me. We are in the final stages of finishing my latest book, free from your past. And I spent a whole book answering this question. How do you deal with your past? How do you deal with guilt, shame, manipulation? How do you deal with beating yourself up and condemnation? So pray for me, would you? I Things happened today and I, the day got away from me again and I couldn't... It's, a, it's, it's an important part of my ministry, but it's not a primary part, so I couldn't get to it today. I hope to get to it tomorrow. But we are right at the finish line. And lots of changes going on uh, here as well, and some other things that I got to take care of. So, <clears throat> like I said earlier, full life, full life, full life. And we will have it available on our uh, our store, calvaryco.store. You can get it, you'll be able to get it wherever you get books. We just can't say the name of where you buy books because we cannot promote for-profit companies, but you know where you get books. Um, And it'll be on the most popular platform for sure. That's actually who we use to publish it. And But it'll be on our, if you buy it through our store, then you will support missionaries. Well, I mean, actually, if you buy it at all, because we've made a commitment um, that the net proceeds of these books all go to our missionaries. Um, they, the net proceeds of the paperback books all go to the, to the missionaries. So, um, I don't need their, I don't need them, um, because I have a job. So why not give them to missionaries? And I say, yes. And amen. 303-690-3000. We're coming up on the break. So Olga, hang on. I'll be praying with you on the second half, but we're going to come up hard on a break. So we don't have enough time to take your call. My name is Ed Taylor. I pastor Calvary here. Shout out to all our friends on Radio by Grace Network, Hope FM, Truth FM, Higher Rock Radio, gracefm.com, around the country, even around the world. Grateful to be a very small part of the huge work that God's doing in your life. And I've already mentioned, get the app. You should listen to the Bible study last that I did last night. Powerful. 
It, and, and I mean it. It was powerful for me. Like God was speaking to me about a few things, which always seems to make the Bible study a little more stronger uh, because we don't have time to mess around. There is an urgency in our lives, and I want to help you with that urgency to be faithful. Even through all the pain and all the difficulties, God's, God's working. And I'll even share a little bit of um, a conversation I had with a missionary recently and what I told him particularly through a difficult season. You hear the music. We'll be right back. Stick around. We're going to be right back in just a couple minutes. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back, everyone, to the second half of the program. I realize for some of you it's the first half because you're just joining us. Welcome. Welcome to Calvary Live, a show that has always been on my heart since God gave us Grace FM. It is a call-in show that is more pastoral. Not just Bible answers, although the Bible is the tool that we use, but it's not a Bible answer show. There are other better shows, better resources. But instead, I envisioned giving you the ability to talk to a pastor outside of the pulpit. You can do that on the air and then have a pastor in your car one hour a day. Uh, if you're listening to Christian radio, you've got a lot of Bible teaching, so you have pastors in your car more than an hour. But this particular hour gives you a chance to have a it gives you a chance to have a pastor in your car talking about the things of the Lord very fluidly. My friend Jeff Figs does the first half of the week. I take Wednesdays and Thursdays, and we have a brand new, you guys are enjoying him already, brand new host, Pastor Josh Sorensen, who has many years of ministry experience, but I love, love, love his pastoral heart, and he is a part of the ministry team here at Calvary. I'm grateful. The feedback on on Pastor Josh is already overwhelmingly positive, and over the years, we've had various pastors fill these roles, and we're grateful for all of them. God has used them in wonderful ways in your life. But that's what you're listening to, a call-in show for prayer, for encouragement. And even in the Bible answers, we want to weave our answers into some applicational uh, ability, like help you live it out. That's the key, help you live it out. 303-690-3000. I wanted to tell you a little bit. I I was talking to one of our missionaries recently uh, and real difficult situation um, that he's facing. I gave him, he asked for some, he asked, he actually, I was checking in on him and he said, Hey, do you have time to talk? I'm like, of course I have time to talk. And we, we had a great conversation and, uh, I, he described the situation. I gave him the, what I believe is biblical advice, told him something to do. The brother did it right away. So good. It didn't happen the way that he didn't end up the way he really wanted, but doesn't matter because when you put yourself in lining with obeying God, you're not responsible for the outcome. And that's pretty cool. But it's still hard. So here, here's the phrase. I was checking in on the last couple of days. 
here's the phrase, exactly what I text him. I'm going to read it to you. Even though it's hard, you are in a wonderful place of pressing into the Lord. And that may be a word for you today. Let me say it again for you. Your present condition, circumstance, even though it's hard, you're in a wonderful place of pressing into the Lord. It, do, go ahead and do it. Press into the Lord. Go ahead. Do it. Let the Lord encourage you. i got a few texts here for our friend in Pueblo. Freedom Calvary. Thank you guys for reminding me. Freedom Calvary. You can email them or you go to their website, freedomcalvary.org. That is the Calvary in Pueblo, Colorado. Fun fact, we almost moved to Pueblo in 1998 to plant a church. And after a couple of trips there, God closed that door and we ended up in Aurora. But Pueblo was the city that pushed us over the edge in moving. Even though we ended up not moving there, it was actually a disastrous, painful closed door. Well, we learned a lot through it. And I always have a heart for Pueblo, which reminds me of a couple things. And I will get back to the phone lines. Be patient with me. The, um, it reminds me of two things. One, we want to buy another radio station that covers Pueblo Canyon City. Here's the ideal station. I want you to just ask God for it. A very powerful signal up on the mountain in Colorado Springs. What's it called, Kevin? What's the big, what's the best location in the Springs? Kind of like our Cheyenne Mountain, thank you, that is 100,000 watts, which is the highest you can do, that will shoot not only all of Colorado Springs, but hit Canyon City as well. That's what we want. That's what I'm asking God for. Uh, 80,000 watts. Um, but I think we can license it to 100. But at any rate, um, it's not outside of our reach. I don't even know if the station exists, um, but we weren't even praying for, like we weren't even asking God for big things when we got Grace FM. And he gave us a massive signal that covers from Cheyenne, Wyoming to south of Castle Rock. Massive. So I know he could do it again. I don't, I'm tired of waiting, actually. I'm kind of impatient. I got another lead this week, but it's the same lead that we've already looked up. They keep changing the ad, uh, and it it's not going to work. But pray for us. Just remember us. Pray for us. And then secondly, would you please, would you please give financially to Christian Radio? The station that you're listening to right now, give financially of your tithe, your offering, not your tithe. Your tithe goes to your church, but the church we are, you know, we've been, we, our station was down because we had to cut over a new phone company, but then, cause that's going to save us some money. But then there was technical problems and on and it's like headache after headache, but financially, you know, we got big bills when it comes to radio, radio by grace. I was talking to the team there this uh, last week. They have big bills, hope FM. We're just churches running radio stations. Like that's, God's entrusted us. Pastor Chuck Smith inspired it, so we're doing it. 
And these are full power stations. Um, these are, you know, the Radio by Grace Network is, is massive. And there's a lot of bills associated. So whoever you're listening to, like if it's Grace FM, give to Grace FM. Radio by Grace, give to Radio by Grace. Hope FM, give to Hope FM. Truth FM, give to Truth FM. Higher Rock Radio, they just got licensed for a full power station in Boise, Idaho. Um, support us. And I, I don't have any any problem whatsoever asking. Um, I'm, I'm, it's important. Lives are changed, literally. Lives are changed, literally, through radio. Even though not everybody listens to radio, and I was talking to somebody who's, oh, that's a old technology, whatever. So is TV. You still watch TV. You just do it differently. Um, a lot of stuff's old technology, but I've always adopted this. Here's, here's our, our ministry philosophy, part of our ministry philosophy. I try to stay away from either or and try to do both or all. Not either or. Well, you know, radio's old, so we'll just go to YouTube. No, we'll do radio and YouTube. We'll do YouTube and Twitter, and we'll do Twitter and app, and we'll do we'll do it all, the Lord willing, like a fisherman. Each bait is going after a particular fish. And if we're fishers of men, we're going to use as much bait and cast as many lines as possible. And radio's unbelievably powerful. Denver, Colorado. Sorry for waiting, but I needed to say those things. Marco, welcome to the program. Yeah, how are you? I'm good, man. Actually, I'm I'm doing okay. Yeah. That's. I just. Uh, I wanted to just share that. I I just started listening. I just started a new job a few weeks ago. Okay. I just started listening to Grace FM a few weeks ago. And I'm like addicted, bro. I listen yeah. every day because it's like all day long too. I I don't listen to anything else because it's like everything else is just garbage. Yeah. Like. I'm I'm just struggling right now. I've okay. been on I, I've been in recovery from addiction for like almost three years now. I've been on MAT and I just started a job at a new company doing irrigation and I have like 15 years of experience doing irrigation and I just go from company to company and I work my way up there and then something ends up happening. Like last year, I got T-boned by a drunk driver. Oh man. Basically, I had a lot of mental health impact from that, a lot of physical impact. I'm still almost a year later going to therapy and stuff, and I feel like everybody that I work around judges me, and they like mm. mis they misunderstand me, I guess. And I think I have communication struggles with people to the sure. point where people take advantage of me, and it's like. They take advantage of me just based on the fact that I'm, like, a little slower mentally now. And, mm -hmm. like, I don't know. I guess it's just really hard to be manipulated and taken advantage of by somebody that's only been doing irrigation for, like, three weeks. And I've yeah. been doing it for 15 years. Yeah. And this dude's just like, yeah, take the track, like, ordering me around. And it just, it makes me so angry. I can't lie about it because sure. of how, how long I've actually been working in the trade. Well, a few things come to mind uh, that are something to consider. And one, the way that you're being treated is really rubbing up against your pride. God's revealing to you 
the pride that's been that's in all of us. It's not your problem. It's our problem. We all have pride. And this new opportunity, this new job, and the way you're being treated is revealing in you areas that God is wanting to refine in your life. Um, one pastor taught us, and I've I've adopted it as my own. But one pastor said, you know, it's all good and fun to talk about being good servants, and I want to be a servant of the Lord. But you really know the condition of your servant's heart when people start treating you like one, like you're being treated right now. Hey, go take out the trash and go do this. And, you know, even with the worst of motives, but it, what it is, it's a heart revealing so that you can turn it around and say, you know what, I'm not going to, I'm not going to allow, you can't control what people say to you. You can't control how they belittle you or you can't, there's nothing you can do about that. However, you can do, you have all control about how you respond. That's what you'll be held accountable for. How will you respond? Yesterday we had a phone call, little little bit different, but also the same concept where Jesus was talking about how do we deal with our enemies. And the Bible, you know, Jesus couldn't be clearer on how to deal with our enemies. There, there is no question the instruction of kingdom living. What is it like to live in the spirit uh, what what is it? What does God require of us? And here's what He says. And I'll just say it out loud again. Matthew chapter five verse forty three. You have heard that the law says, "Love your neighbor and hate your enemy," but I say, "Love your enemies, pray for those who persecute you." In that way, you'll be acting as true children of your Father in heaven, for He gives His sunlight to both the evil and the good. And he sends rain on the just and the unjust alike. If you love only those who love you, what reward is there for that? Even corrupt tax collectors do that much. If you're only kind to your friends, how are you different from anyone else? Even pagans do that. But you are to be perfect even as your Father in heaven is perfect. I have a few suggestions, you know, maybe one day next week, just pray about the right day, leave for work about a half hour early and go get some donuts and bring some donuts for your coworkers or do a coffee run for them or do things that would create an environment that you're purposely showing them that you are different and that you're not going to let this affect you. And, and yeah, let's say you have, you know, 10 people you're working with and the donuts will only soften one of those guys' hearts. But man, there you know, you can see that when you do good, God honors that. And I know that God will use you there. It's just God's refining you. You belong there. You need to be a faithful employee there and don't let these guys get under your skin. Just do it. If they tell you to take out the trash, here's my advice to you. Ready? Just do it. (laughs) Take out the trash. It's not that big a deal. It really isn't that big a deal. I know it hurts, and I know it. I get that. I'm not saying that's not the big deal, but I mean, just take out the trash and earn. You know that. You know how workplaces are. You know how unbelievable. You know how it is. Just earn their respect. It's going to require. You're not going to get it out the door. They don't care about your experience. They don't care. They don't even know you, and you have a flesh a fresh slate right now to earn their respect and to serve them. God sent you there to be a servant. 
And it's hard. It's difficult. I've had some really hard workplaces myself. But I do know this. I still uh, have friends. I just reconnected with a bro. I'm not on Facebook anymore, so maybe I would reconnect with more people. But I just reconnected with a brother or a man that I served with. uh, I mean, I worked with like 30 years ago. And it's really cool that we're able to get back into his life. And, And the reason why we can connect 30 years later is because I served him back then. I feel like what you said about pride really, I feel like it's all just pride inside of me. Like I'm not real, it's almost like I'm, I hear everything you say loud and clear, man. I feel like my pride is just getting in the way, maybe. I know it is. I know it is because it happens to me. And I know, and I know it is by what you said, what you said is, man, they're telling me what to do and don't realize that, like I'm a brand new person, I have 15 years experience. That's how you're processing it. It has, it has offended you. But you have to remember that you're only two weeks on the job. That's your seniority. That's how the world works. And they don't know you. And obviously at this point, they don't care about your experience. But I'll tell you what, you have 15 years of experience on this. You have 15 years of expertise there will be a time where they need it and you want to stay available to them so they can come and ask you as it'll be very hard to humble themselves and you have the answer. Like, yeah, I've dealt with that. Yeah. And you you have to also then respond like, oh, you know, I can't. I knew you guys would ask me. I know this stuff. I've been trying to, you can't be copping that attitude, but instead going, yeah, I'd love to help you. That's why I'm here. And what's the purpose? The purpose is not to be a good employee. The purpose is not to to be liked by everybody. The purpose is for the furtherance of the gospel. That's why we build relationships. That's why we die to ourselves. That's why we crucify our pride and give no place for the flesh. Because what matters most is not you using your gifts and talents there. What matters most is that you become a channel for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Like God has taken the church to this workplace, to people that will never come to church Never, most likely, never come to church, never listen to Christian radio. So what does God do? He goes, I don't need you to come into a building. I'm going to send the church to you. That's so crazy. I feel like it just puts me off. uh, Like I know that I'm really just doing all this work for the kingdom of God. And I try to wake up every day and think that. But I feel like the ways of the world distract me and I just lose focus on that. I feel like it's really hard to stay focused that I'm just working for the kingdom of God and that's it. That's it. It doesn't matter who signs your check. It doesn't matter where you are. You are in full-time ministry and it's amazing that God could use your giftedness with irrigation and just making things work and making things... I mean, check this out. God has called you to a ministry to a, ministry, to a, a vocation where things are well-watered. Do you know, there's a phrase that just remember. Let me see if I can look up this scripture. Maybe this will become your scripture. Uh, let's see here. Uh, there's a phrase. Okay, check this out. Listen to this. So this all just came as I'm thinking about it. It says in Isaiah 58, verse 11, this verse popped into my mind. The Lord will guide you continually, giving you water when you are dry and restoring your strength. And you will be like a well-watered garden like an ever-flowing spring. That's so awesome. 
Isaiah 58, 11. You should memorize it. It could be your life verse. Your vocation is a reminder of God's desire to do that with everyone that turns so it's to like him. No, sorry. No, no, go. I was just saying, so it's like no matter what the situation, basically, I'm just being refilled by God, no matter how much energy I put out, no matter how bad I hurt at the end of every day, like the hurting going through the day, it's just, it's so hard to keep that focus, man, because I feel like it it's just Satan is right there in your head. It is hard. I, there's no doubt. There's no doubt what you're saying is true. You will minimize, though. You have you do have control of some of the pain you come home with, and that's how you respond. One of the things we say as we serve people in the church here, but it's true everywhere, is that we need to learn to have a thick skin and keep a soft heart. It's important that we maintain a thick skin and maintain a soft heart. But the opposite usually happens. And you're describing a little bit in, in your own life that we have a hard heart and a soft skin where everything bothers us, everything gets to us, everything jacks with us, and we just harden our hearts. And who pays the price for that? We do. I'm not saying that we will go through every day without being hurt or offended, but we could take our cares and concerns to the Lord. We can be rejuvenated, just like you said, and God wants to water you. Every time you lay pipe and every time you're hooking that stuff up, like God, you're reminded, no, God does this to me. God does this to me. He's helping me. He's watering my life. And water in the scripture speaks of two things. Sometimes water is a picture of the Holy Spirit. Jesus talked about rivers of living water flowing from within us. But also water can speak of the word of God. In Ephesians, the Bible tells husbands, Paul says, to wash your wives with the water of the word. So it cleanses us and changes. I mean, you're in the perfect profession to remind you every day of God's love for you. That's so great, man. I appreciate all that very much. It's just really, it's. I feel like it's such a weight on me. And then I look at all these other people that it could be so much worse. It's just really... At that part is humbling. Like, I yeah. come home from work every day, and I see homeless people on the street, and I'm like, man, I can't even believe I'm upset about what I'm upset about because I could be right there. Well, not only that, you're coming home, and you see the homeless person. Let's figure out the day the Lord impresses you. Go park your car and go talk to him. Pay his day. Wait, you know, how much do you make all day? And, and it's like, well, 50 bucks. Well, here's 50 bucks. Go home. Like, there's so much we can do as we step into people's lives, and that's the growth that God is taking you. That's where you're headed. You can see the difference, right? I'm beat up. I'm upset. I and, and even how you started, Marco, like how you started the conversation, it's hard for me to communicate. It was so much, God was, like so much of the pain was drawing out this negative view of yourself, but that's not how God sees you. Now, it doesn't matter how well you, you communicate just fine. I'm talking to you right now. Like you are exactly how God made you, and to know your identity in Christ will protect you from a lot of this. It will guard you. It, God will give you a peace that guards your hearts and minds as you read your Bible, pray every day, and just do what it says. Man, the whole world is open to you, bro. But, like, God's not ashamed of me. No. <laughs> That's what my mind wants to think is that God's ashamed of me for my sin, you know? Yeah, that that's the whole—like, I ask for people to pray— uh, we're almost done with my latest book. 
free from your past. And I deal with that, that very thing, dealing with shame, guilt, and receiving the forgiveness of God so that you can be a forgiving forgiver to others. And there's a whole chapter. The final chapter in the book is about your identity in Christ. Like, what if I started calling you Joe right now? Hey, Joe, what would you say? I'd be like, oh, hey, I probably wouldn't even say nothing. I'd probably just be like, oh, it's okay. Or I would say like, hey, you forgot my name at the end or something, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I, like, I, I would hope you go, you know, Ed, great conversation, but I just... I just want, I, like, my name's Marco. And I'm like, oh, man, I got this all mixed up. And But but that's who you are. You're not Joe. So even if you don't say anything, you know it. And you can grow in that knowledge so that one day you will say something. Or one day, like, no, I'm Marco. This is who I am. You can't convince me otherwise. I'm not Joe. I am Marco. And, and it's the same thing you can have with your identity in Christ. And I think we have a list in the back of that book. Uh, that like 90 things or something of who you are in Christ. Imagine that you could spend the rest of the year just meditating on who you are in Jesus. Bro, that's crazy because that makes me realize how much of my identity I base just within the world and in the flesh. Yes. Yeah. I never realized that before. Like I just now realize that that's crazy. I feel like I put base my identity on everything, but God. Prior to, you know, when, before I was born again, that's how I lived my life. And I've spent the last 30 years learning and growing and living in who I am in Christ. And if you're like me, who has a really bad past and done really bad things and hurt a lot of people, there's a battle the Bible describes of the flesh against the spirit. And part of the battle for those of us with a bad past is we are just won't receive the forgiveness of God. We just won't receive the love of God. We just don't believe it at times. And that here's the thing, whatever you believe will dictate how you behave. So you don't go after all your behaviors. You go after what you believe. You need to believe the truth and then you'll live the truth. It's not the other way around. You believe you change your beliefs and your behavior will follow. <clears throat> that was so great, man. I just thank you so much, bro. You're welcome. Let me pray for you. Father, I pray for my friend Marco and just the newness of life, finding the station a couple weeks ago and growing him greatly and bringing out this stuff with this new job. Lord, we come to you with all our weaknesses, our imperfections, our personality defects, everything about us. We're all not exactly what we could be, but you're changing us day by day into the image of Christ. Let this phone conversation not only be an encouragement to Marco, but to many others that are listening in, that we could all grow in your grace, surrender our lives to you, Lord, and live in our new identity, fulfilling our destiny in you and not who we were, but who we are. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, man. Thank bless you. you. God bless you. Stay in touch. Call us back with updates, all right? We want to hear how God's doing. Even if it's bad. Even if it's like uh, not much improvement. That's fine. We'll keep praying with you. It's all right. You're good or bad. Stay in touch. Thank you so much. You're Thank welcome. You. Bless you, man. Bye-bye. All right. Well, that took us to the end of the show. I'm sorry, guys, that we're waiting, but this is the way it works. We just, 
I felt a sense that there's a lot of people listening. It just keeps confirming that we got to get this book done. I got it. It's on me. It's on my shoulders right now. Uh, I got to get it done. Just pray for me. Busy life that the Lord would open a window where I can get some things done. And this is going to be a life-giving book. And it's, I don't, you know, it's, it's, I'm not a, I'm not an author. I'm a Bible teacher, not even a really a good one at that, but God uses me and I've got a great team that helped me edit these things and put it all together. And I know it's going to be good, not because I did it, but because it's filled with the scripture and it's filled with truth and it's going to point you to Jesus. It's going to help you understand these topics. So pray for me, pray for us. Thank you for the privilege of serving you. May is always a hard month for me. So pray for me during the month of May. My son, today is the day that he collapsed. And then that caused a whole series of hard things in the hospital. Really, really bad behavior. Really bad stuff from people. Even disappointing actions from other pastors and things. And then, of course, he passed away at the end of the month. Graduated into heaven May 27th. Ten years this year. There's always associated spiritual attacks and challenges. But again, God is faithful. He loves me. He loves you. He'll get us through it. God bless you guys. Be encouraged. Come to church this weekend. We'd love to have you at Calvary, in person or online. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.